0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I'd like to say hello to some friends. Hello to Henry, and hello to Chloe Millen from Monardo South all the way in South Australia. I'd like to say happy birthday to Zayla, who is turning two on October 30th. Happy birthday to Wesley, who is turning 7 on October 31st. And happy 6th birthday to Micah from Edmonton, who is also celebrating his birthday on October 31st. A very happy birthday to you all. I hope your day is very special. If you'd like to support us and get some of the perks, like shout-outs, birthday messages and goodies in the mail please visit our support page at sleeptightstories.org/support thank you this is our first halloween story for this year it is about a little boy and a girl named dan and annie They live in a village with a witch's house on the hill. The house stares down on Dan's village and he has been told never to go there. Annie, his friend, is quite mischievous and decides to go and see what this house is really like. When they get there, they meet the witch and find out that she needs their help. Can they help her? House on the Hill by Geraldine Granlis. The house had always been there for as long as I could remember. And I was seven. A witch lived in the house. The house was behind some trees at the top of the hill, staring down on my village. I was told never to go there. I heard this every day. Stay away from the house hidden behind the trees on the top of the hill, my mom and dad would say. If you go close, you will hear tick-tock, talk, tick-tock. Talk. So always stay on the street with the lantern on the corner and Mr. Harvey's Draper's Shop next door. My name is Dan, and my friend is Annie. She is a little taller, a little smarter, and much more mischievous than me. We're usually together all the time. It was the day before Halloween, and our imaginations were running wild in anticipation of what might happen. We headed out together to get our favorite sweets from the sweet shop near Mr. Harvey's draper's shop that sat under the lantern. When I glanced up from the seat placed neatly under the lantern, I saw her run towards the hill. My heart skipped a beat. But Annie ran further and further until she was almost the size of an ant in the distance. Follow me, Dan. I followed her reluctantly as I climbed the hill. No, no, Annie, come back. You will hear the tick talk. When I got to the top, I crouched down and quietly started to creep carefully around the house. The long weeds and nettles stung me, but I tried not to cry out. I climbed up on my tiptoes and peered through the broken window. How I wished I was ten years old. Then I would be up higher, and surely I would be much braver at that moment. Tick, tock, tick, tock. The voices got nearer. I peeped through the hole in the torn curtains to see Annie sitting on an upside-down mop bucket. It was then my eyes were drawn to the woman she was chatting to. I was astounded by her appearance. She was wearing pants like boxers wear in a boxing ring, and a little torn, crinkled gray vest hung from her spindly old body. I studied her further. She was a little old woman with a long, crooked nose, hooked fingers, and cracked teeth. She was sitting on a worn-out rocking chair, swinging all the while she screeched, I can't go out at Halloween, Annie, she exclaimed. I trembled as she mentioned Annie's name. Don't tell me Annie has told the witch her name, I thought, as I grimaced across at her. The witch hobbled up and pointed to the door with her walking stick. Come in, boy, and stop peeping. Trembling, I stumbled inside and nervously sat beside Annie. The witch then started mumbling to herself, I don't have my beautifully scary black dress anymore, she said. She leaned over to open a cupboard. And as she opened it, a broom fell out at my feet. It caused a shiver to run down my spine. She pulled out a dress from the cupboard, but it was bright pink. The witch sobbed uncontrollably. What happened to your dress? I washed it with my white and red stockings, and it turned out bright pink. Then she gingerly stood up reaching up to retrieve her hat from a hook in the corner just above a box with spells written on it. She pulled her hat off the hook, but it wasn't black. It was orange. I could sense her sorrow now, but it was so funny that I almost giggled, too, until I felt Annie dig me in my ribs with her thumb. What happened to your hat? I washed it with my red and yellow knickers, and it turned orange. It was then that I heard the tick-tock, tick-tock, and noticed hundreds of clocks on the wall lining up her hallway. I summoned up my courage to ask, Why do you have all the clocks? They remind me that I am going to ride my broomstick through the sky in the witch's parade at Halloween. But I can't go looking like this. The door creaked open, and in walked a very sad-looking cat, meowing incessantly. It gently stroked my leg as it went past, and I giggled. I had almost forgotten for a moment where I was. For the first time, I saw the witch smile. She only had four teeth. I thought she must never have brushed them, but I wasn't brave enough to ask. I have an idea, said Annie. My granny has a long black dress you could borrow, and we can dye your hat black again using this mop bucket. Dan will help you do that, as I am running home for the dress now. How dare Annie leave me here alone with the witch? I felt a nudge. Well, Sir Dan, get to it. Her voice frightened me. I turned the bucket upright, took her orange hat, and placed it inside. I thought for a moment. Now... Can you find me something red, something green, and lastly, something blue, please? I said loudly, just in case she was a little deaf. She scratched her bony head. She was unsteady on her feet as she rose, mumbling again. I was afraid to move until she came back. When she entered the room again, she was cradling one red sock, a green leaf from the garden, and a blue vest with hundreds of holes. I thought I giggled so loudly, but this time when I looked at her again, she was laughing too. Well, that has been worn one or two many times. Well, Sir Dan, do your magic, she cackled with excitement. I crossed my fingers behind my back. I couldn't believe my eyes. She dropped her head, sat on the mop bucket. Then she said the spell's. And a box was flying around her head. It then dropped, and a spell landed at her feet. I need water. She stood up, saying, "Killy do a killy, not a diddly do." Oh, fiddly food, fiddly can put the water in the can. now we are sorted start stirring sir dan she handed me her walking stick all at once the walking stick started to stir the contents of the bucket faster and faster it went like a washing machine when it stopped i crossed my fingers I closed my eyes, wishing as hard as I could. With my heart beating so fast, she lifted the hat from the bucket. It was black. I opened my eyes and I almost fainted with relief, but her smile warmed me a little. I was happy for her when I saw her delight. Just then I heard Annie's voice. I'm back. She brought the dress out from behind her back, a beautiful black lace dress. The witch jumped up and down, screeching with sheer happiness. She danced around the kitchen, holding her beloved cat, who didn't look amused. That night, we crept home, chatting about the witch and how funny she was. We wondered, would we see her in the sky on Halloween night? We crossed our fingers again, hoping we would. The next day was Halloween. We were busy carving pumpkins and getting ready to go trick-or-treating. Just then, our front door was blown open. It was banging against the wall and there were tons of leaves in our hall. Annie and I thought we heard a whisper, so we listened carefully Come out, Sir Dan and Annie. We ran outside to see the witch. Up here, we heard. We looked up and saw that the witch's parade was starting. And there at the front was our friend. With a banner at the end of her broom, which read... I'm the happiest witch in the parade now. Thank you, Dan and Annie. And that is the end of our story. Good night. Sleep tight.